hope your meemaw is not listening to this episode. Um, I hope not. I'm sorry, meemaw. Hello, Lindsay. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I just miss you. I miss you too. I haven't seen you in so long, you asshole. I know. Whatever. And then you're leaving me. I am leaving you. On my weekend off. Dude, bro, I know. Yeah, you I know. suck. But I'm going to Denver, Colorado. Lucky ass. Gonna go in the mountains and get high. <laughs> From the altitude. That's right. I was That's right. <laughs> They, everybody at the police department knows I'm going to Denver, so yeah. I'm pretty sure they're going to be like, all right, Sarah, surprise drug test, and I come right. back. <laughs> Jesus. Nah, I would never. Um, now nah, I'm just going to go into the mountains and lose myself and find myself again and then experience that something that I've never experienced in my life. And I get drunk in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. All right, so for this week's episode... Uh, we are drinking Baba Brew House. <gasps> okay, so this is my favorite beer of all time, 100%. Hands down, this is my shit. Really good. Uh, so I had my birthday this past weekend, and we went to Baba for their fifth anniversary, and I got to drink some new drinks and get some new beer. So what's your thought? What's your thoughts, Lindsay? It tastes like a mixed drink. Mm-hmm. It does not taste like beer at all. This beer that we're actually drinking is a collaboration with um, a brewery called Urban South. And the beer that we're drinking has been fermented, or not fermented, but brewed in barrel aged rum, like rum beer. Um, plus, it's like a mixture of coconut and like fruity, other fruity stuff. Anyways, it's just really good beer and it's so easy to just drink yeah and it was like 30 bucks um 30 bucks for a fork and damn i know anyways okay so uh what are we doing this weekend <clears throat> this week what are we doing this week you haven't told me yet i haven't nope. that's because it's a surprise because i don't know what it is either is it the ghost ship uh yeah ghost ships awesome um if i can find it oh yep it's possessed possessions volume four can you turn that off can you turn your can you tell your host to leave you alone for one minute (laughs) shut up can you tell those men to stop selling lieutenant lieutenant (laughs) to stop sending you dick pics you can't help it them big old codes i'm not getting dick pic guys dick pics Clip pics. Clip pics. Period. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, how everybody. <laughs> now you're thinking about ginormous clits, aren't you? <laughs> oh no. Shout out to all my clit hoes. Love Tom, y'all. Tom, <laughs> to all my big clits. <laughs> In his house. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hello everybody. My name is Sarah. My name is Lindsay. And this is Ghost Honey My Ass. ass. 
We are a paranormal podcast that talk about all things scary, creepy, spooky, haunted, haunted, ghosty, ghosty. And this week's episode, we are doing Possessed Possessions Volume 4, Ghost Ships. I'm excited. Uh, Me too, because uh, this was pretty long and I did a lot of extensive research as always. And I think I came up with a pretty good, um, some pretty good shit. Okay. okay. We got a lot of ghost ships, man. Pretty sure. We got a lot of... So, listen. Let me start off by saying there is so much of the ocean that we have never explored. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we kind of talked about that mm-hmm. a little yeah, bit the other day. It fucking scares me. I think the ocean, because it's so close in proximity to us mm-hmm. versus space. Yeah. That's space, yes. Scary. We don't know anything about space, really. I mean, it, there could be anything out there, but I'm more scared of what's down deep. In the fucking Mariana's Trench. You believe in mermaids? Yes. Well, no, not really. I don't know. No? I believe there's something intelligent <sighs> swimming down there. But <clears throat> I don't know if it's a mermaid. I wouldn't call it a mermaid, but something. So in my nerdiness of who I am, I read a book called Meg. And it was called. It was based off of these researchers going out into the ocean. And they were going into Mariana's Trench. And they were going to the very, very bottom. And then at the very bottom, there is like, spoiler alert, there's like this gas or something like that. Yeah. And once you get past the gas, it goes into a prehistoric like air, like area where like there's all these creatures that live down there that were able to live there because they've adapted to the environment yeah. and they've adapted to being down there in the deep. And that's where they found the Megalodon. You know what a megalodon is? Megalodon is a shark. It's an extinct shark, prehistoric shark. Those big as fuck. Probably they made a movie about it. Yeah. Yes, they did. It has really Ruby good. Rose in it. It was really good. Yes, and like the shark is literally like probably about the same size as my house is. It's a big fucking shark. So anyway, so they talk about how like this shark was able to live down there because it's so deep and no one has ever managed to go down there like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just blows my fucking mind. The ocean is a crazy fucking scary yeah. place. And um, so this is what is on top of the ocean. This is what's floating onto the ocean. Yeah. Um, ghost ships. Okay, so are you ready for setting the scene? Yes, ma'am. Hold on to your britches. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. The ship is said to lull you to sleep with a slow tilting of the hull. You drift into sleep but then jerk yourself awake. Your covers felt like they were being pulled off of you. You grab a little firmly and pull them back up to your chin and drift back off to sleep, letting the sea take away your worries. But there's the pull again, and this time much harder and with more intent. Something wants your attention. You open your eyes slowly and can barely make out a figure standing in front of your bed, leaning over and grabbing onto your covers. Your body is frozen stiff and all of a sudden, you're wide awake. You want to scream, you want to shout, but he is standing there and not a single word comes out of your mouth. But before your body can finally move, the figure is gone and all you're left with is an empty room located in the world's most haunted ship. 
The ocean is massive and incredibly mysterious being. There are 362 million square miles, which is almost three quarters of the Earth's surface that is covered by the ocean. This week's episode, we're hitting the open seas with ships that have some very haunting pasts. Join Lindsay and I as we set sail into volume four of Possessed Possessions. Go ships. Lindsay! Bitch! Not today, honey. I hate you. All right. So let's start off with the Flying Dutchman. Okay. You know where I know that from? SpongeBob. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think everybody pretty much knows what the Flying Dutchman is from SpongeBob. Yeah. Uh, Which I don't blame him because I didn't know anything about the Flying Dutchman either. Uh, Just that it's a ghosty fucking ship. So, okay. So we're going to start this episode off with the infamous ghost ship, the Flying Dutchman. So when someone mentions a ghost ship, they more than likely think of this ship. Uh, The Flying Dutchman or... <clears throat> Let me get into my Dutch voice here. Definitely girl Hollander. What? I don't know. It's die Fliegende Hollander. Die Fliegende Hollander. Bitch, I hate you. Die Fliegende Hollander. Die Fliegende Hollander. Hol- sounds like an ice cream commercial. I just sounded like one. So Ben and Jerry's <laughs> up in this hole. Uh, so this ship is a legendary ghost ship, which is said to have never been able to make port, doomed to sail the oceans forever. Oh my. The legend is most likely to have originated from the 17th century golden age of the Dutch East India Company and Dutch maritime power. There have been many ports or alleged uh, reports or alleged sightings in the 19th and 20th centuries, and reports of the ship have persisted for 250 years. Crazy. So one of the most well-known sites was by Prince George of Wales, the future King George. How do you, with the Roman numeral V, that's a six. That's a five. No, it's a five. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was on a three-year voyage during his late adolescence in 1880 with his brother and their tutor. They temporarily shipped into HMS Inconstant after the uh, damaged rudder was repaired on their original ship, the Picante, but back in... Not Picante. Picante. <laughs> 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 Fucking Picante sauce. Okay. Uh, the Prince's Log records the following for the pre-dawn hours of July 11th, 1881 off the coast of Australia. He says, July 11th at 4... Should I do this in a British accent? Yes. July 11th, mate. <laughs> okay. 4 a.m. I can't do British accent. You sounded Australian there. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) They sound the same to me. Okay, so at 4 a.m., the Flying Dutchman crossed our bows. A strange red light as of a phantom ship all aglow in the midst of which which light the masts, spars, and sails of a brig 200 yards distant stood out in a strong relief as she came up on the port bow. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Something about ships. (laughs) Where also the officer of the watch from the bridge clearly saw her, as did the quarterdeck midshipman who was sent forward at once to the forecastle. I don't know what the fuck a forecastle is. Um, But on arriving, there was no vestige nor any sign whatever of any material ship was to be seen either near or right away to the horizon, the night being clear and the scene calm. Thirteen persons altogether saw her. At 10.45 a.m., the ordinary seaman who had this morning reported the Flying Dutchman fell from the foremost top 
four topmost cross trees on the top gallant forecastle and was smashed to atoms. Okay, so I think what he's saying is at 4 a.m., we saw the Flying Dutchman go out in front of us. Okay. Um, when we went to go look, there was nothing there, which is weird because it should have been there because everything was quiet and calm and the sea was, you know, yeah, like you should have been able to see it. Then the guy who had saw her first, had saw this ship, had fallen from the utmost top part of the ship, which I'm going to say is probably the crow's nest. I think that's what he's saying. So he died. Damn. Yeah. So it's known lore uh, that the appearance of the ship to seamen is believed to signal imminent disaster. Although there are many versions of the Flying Dutchman and how it came to be, and more stories than you can ma- imagine, there is one version that stands out amongst the rest. In, the co- in this common version, the captain, Vander Decken, gambles his salvation on a rash pledge to round the Cape of Good Hope during a storm and is condemned to the curse, the course for all of eternity. An elongated story of that goes like this. Captain Hendrik, Din Ve- Hendrik van der Decken was returning to Amsterdam in 1641 as they ran into a storm rounding the Cape of Good Hope. The crew wanted to turn around, but the captain, either crazy or drunk, refused and ordered them to continue sailing into the sea. Gigantic waves crashed against the ship while winds ripped the sails and it soon sank. Hmm. Some versions of the story have the crew mutinying. You know, when, you know what it means when mutiny? It means, like, they go against their captain and they basically, like, turn on him and, like, oh, okay. yeah. During the storm and the captain killing their leader. The ship asks the captain if he wishes to press on and he replies that he will keep trying to reach his destination till doomsday. After that, the captain is cursed to sail the seas for eternity, never knowing peace and being a harbinger of death to anyone who spots his phantom ship and ghostly crew. Oh, shit. He's some serious business, man. First off, if I was a captain wow. of my ship, holy fuck, booty everywhere. <laughs> Shut up. Mm. I'd be like Captain Jack Sparrow. Ooh. No, I wouldn't. I'm a bitch. Mm. Okay. So others say that there was a captain by the name of Bernard Folke who sailed the same route and was able to tra- traverse Amsterdam to Indonesia in three months. Which was extremely fast for that day and age. So what did they think? He sold his soul to the devil. Mm. So sailors believe that during a game of dice with the devil, the captain has sold his soul for speed. Not the drug, the velocity. Mm-hmm. Okay, just just double check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> Come on, no! It was funny. You fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Y'all. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Although there are tons of legends out there, you know someone has to come along with a scientific explanation, which is boring as fuck, but we are into it. Uh Okay. So lo and behold, someone did come up for the explanation of the ghost ship. Uh, They call it Fata Morgana, and it's a phenomenon that occurs when light refracts and bends through different temperatures of air. The surface of the ocean is the perfect medium for this anomaly to happen. Okay. I still don't know how. Fata Morgana. Fata. Fat Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I'm sorry if there's a Morgan listening and you got a little rolls on my you. Bad ro- my bad rolls. I don't mean anything We love you. all your rolls. All your rolls, girl. <laughs> you ain't no ghost ship. <laughs> uh, but enough with signs and facts. Mm-hmm. I need some mysterious romance. 
And this story, um, this ghost ship okay. has exactly that. Are you ready for it? Yeah. So there's a play about the Flying Dutchman, and I think it is so perfect and beautiful. There's a play? There's a play. Okay. Like, on stage, got the lights, got the everything. I mean, the way that they talk about it, it's, it's beautiful. Hmm. Okay, and I like to call this, I fell in love with the Flying Dutchman, and I liked it. Katy Perry. Katy Perry! <laughs> okay. The Flying Dutchman was a sea captain who once found himself struggling around the Cape of Good Hope during a ferocious storm. He swore that he would succeed even if he had to sail until Judgment Day. The devil heard his oath and took him. Took him up. <laughs> the devil heard his oath and took him up on it. The Dutchman was condemned to stay at sea forever. His only salvation was to find a woman who loved him enough to declare herself faithful to the Dutchman for life, no matter oh. what. To top it off, he could only stop sailing once every seven years to go ashore and search for that one true love. Oh, that's shitty. Pan left to a, a ship struggling to, uh, to reach port in a shattered cove. The captain is a Norwegian named Dolan who lives nearby with his daughter, Senta. Another ship appears, a gloomy-looking vessel with black mists and blood-red sails. Its captain is the legendary Dutchman. And his latest seven-year stint is up, and the ship enters the harbor. <laughs> so the ship can enter the harbor, so the Dutchman can go ashore and search for his, for his true love. The two captains meet, and Dahlen, which is the, the Dutch, the guy, the other guy, mm -hmm. tells the Dutchman about his daughter, Senta. Thinking she might be the woman he's looking for, the Dutchman offers Dalin his entire fortune in return for this introduction. Yeah. Dalin agrees, and the two ships sail for Dalin's home. Pan right, and we see Senta. She's in Dalin's home, spinning wool with her friends, and she sings, she sings them the ballad of the Flying Dutchman. Finishing the story, she stares at a painting of the Dutchman, and she says she will be the one to save him. Senta does have a suitor, a hunter by the name of Eric, but she's obsessed with the legendary Dutchman, leaving Eric jealous of a supposed myth. Eric, you need to leave, boy. You need to leave, homie. She ain't worth it. So when Dolan's ship lands, the other women leave to greet the sailors, and Dolan arrives home with a man Senta has never seen before. Yeah. He's the Dutchman. And she immediately notices resemblance to the picture on the wall. Dolan leaves the two alone. And they fuck. So when the Dutchman professes his love, Santa agrees to marry him. Hold up, she got she got that other guy. She got Eric. Yeah. What? She Prince swears Eric. she'll be faithful faithful to him forever. And the Dutchman dares to think that he has finally beaten the curse. In port, we again see two ships: the worn and gloomy ship of the Dutchman and Dolan's bright white vessel. From the shore, local women and the men from Dallin's crew call to the dark ship, and gradually, its crew appears. They're a grim collection of men who share their captain's fate to sail the seas for eternity. Damn. On shore, Eric comes to Senta. He's like, baby, leave that Dutchman dick. Don't be going to him. Yeah. I'm the one you love. He reminds her of all the old times and begs her to reconsider her love for the Dutchman. When she refuses, he accuses her of infidelity. He's what? like, you've been fucking that bitch. 
Which is not true. She didn't fuck him. Yeah. So the Dutchman is listening in in secret. Assuming that he lost Sensa's love, he returns to the ship (laughs) 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 and prepares to set sail. Yeah. I fucking love the way you're telling the story. I am like in it. I am so into it. Okay. 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 So listen. Senta is determined to save him and follow while others are trying to restrain this girl. She wants her man. She wants her fucking flying Dutchman. (laughs) As the Dutchman's ship is leaving. Senta frees herself from the arms of the ones holding her back and climbs to the top of a bluff. Again, she declares that she'll be faithful to the Dutchman until the end and proves it by leaping into the sea. The curse is broken. The Dutchman's ship crumbles and sinks, and a vision of Senta and the Dutchman are seen over the water. Senta's sacrifice freed the Dutchman from his curse and gave him peace. (laughs) whoa what wow that's awesome and that's the flying dutchman dang (laughs) (gasps) she fucking freed him that was beautiful she said ain't no whack ass hunter gonna hold me down I want my flying dutchman and then they die together and then they die together well, separately, but... I mean, separately, but, I mean, he's already dead, yeah. so... I mean, technically, you know. Damn. But wouldn't you think so the dad will feel... So together now? Yes, they are. Like, well, yeah, because that's what you... I mean, that's what they say. You see him and Santa over the water, yeah. you know? <gasps> oh, I hope their souls are still there, though, like, forever. Yeah. That's awesome. You think the dad would be upset with himself? Like, damn, I just made my daughter kill herself. Or he's probably like proud, like man, my daughter like saved another couple of hundred men's souls or whatever. <clears throat> because technically, she not only I saved his know, soul, but she saved is... all the crew crew members' souls too. I don't know. I would feel bad. Still. How, I will, yeah, like that's your daughter, that's your baby. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want her to do that. But he he told the flying Dutchman about her though. Mm-hmm. If he didn't want her. To go with But him. I'm pretty sure he didn't think that they were going to all fucking die right there, Damn, you know? Damn, she's going to offer herself for this hope. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, but what else did he expect was going to happen? Dude was already like 100 years dead. What do you think was going to happen? She was going live to live for eternity with him? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's the Flying Dutchman. All right. That was beautiful. Thank you. Bravo. Thank you. I would love to listen to that story again. It was a good story. And that's why I put it in there because I was like, dude, this is a good fucking story. I would watch this play. Dude, seriously. It was really good. All right. So now we're going on to another ship. And this ship is kind of fucking twisted. Okay. Uh, It's called the Octavius. It's probably a little bit lesser known than the Flying Dutchman. But it is definitely a creepy ass story. So now we have like a romantic story. So now we're getting into some creepy ass story. Okay. The ship Octavius had left England for the Orient asia and 1761 and had successfully arrived at its destination the following year the captain gambled on a return through the treacherous and at this time lesser known northwest passage with the unfortunate result of trapping the vessel in the sea of ice north of alaska 
The ship inevitably was never seen again, and its last recorded position while the crew was still alive was 75 degrees north, 160 degrees west, which is about 250 miles north of Alaska. So, it's October 11th, 1775, when the whaler ship Herald stumbled upon a rather strange-looking schooner. The crew of the Herald thought it was probably a badly weather-beaten boat drifting and decided to give it a closer inspection. But, oh boy... Were they in for a big fucking surprise? On nearing the ship, the, the crew saw that the ship was weather-beaten. The sails were tattered and torn and hanging limply from the masts. They boarded the drifting Octavius, and there they discovered the reason why there was no activity on deck. Harold's crew made its way slowly through the strange, creepy, and quiet ship. Below deck, they discover 28 bodies. The bodies of the sailors, frozen stiff, motionless, and blue. And when they got to the captain's office, they found him behind his desk, frozen. Wow. The inkwell and other everyday items were still in place on the desk. Turning around, they saw a woman wrapped in a blanket on the, be- on the bunk, frozen to death along with the body of a young boy. According to legend... The captain was still holding his pen as if he was frozen instantly. Harold's crew reported that the whole crew had the same characteristic as if they were models in a wax museum. So when Octavius began his journey in 1761, the captain carefully wrote the date in his logbook, a document that was found on his desk 14 years later, but the last entry was 1762. The crew of the Herald was so frightened of Octavius and feared that it was cursed, so they simply left it adrift, and to this day, it has never been sighted again. Oh. And that's it. (laughs) Damn. That's the Octavius. They got fucking frozen, dude. Frozen. I could not even imagine being fucking... Frozen to death. Frozen. Like a fucking I bet that's like the worst pain. Like... Okay, would you rather... Would you rather frozen to death or burned alive? Or drowned? I'd rather drown, probably. No. What would be quicker? Uh, the drowning, because it's going into your lungs and... But that's not quick, though. <sighs> and then finally you die. Oh, that's... You're suffering, though. You're Have suffering you... on fucking being burned. Have you been burned? <laughs> Have you hurt. been burned? I have. Have you been burned? I've been burned. Uh... Shit fucking hurts. I feel like all three... You're, there's no way you're not going to suffer all three. Frozen. I feel That's like it'd be... low as hell because you're like... <laughs> I'd rather that. I would rather you go that. go through the cold for I hours. Would go, I would do it. Until you finally slowly just... I'd rather do that. I'd rather do that. You're tripping. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, I just take a gun to my head. What if you didn't have that in those situations at all? I'll tell somebody to eat me. They wouldn't eat you. Lindsay, if it was me and you on a deserted island. Don't put me in this position. And (laughs) I was like, Lindsay, I don't want to suffer like this. I know we're not going to get rescued. There's no way in hell. Will you kill me? You think you would do it? I'd kill you. Bitch. We dying together. Oh, you're a true not, bitch. I am not gonna you fucking. You're a true bitch. If I, I'm not gonna suffer alone, boo. And if you're, we wanna go, and we know, we know we won't be able to make it, bitch. I'm gonna go 
in the fucking ocean swimming <laughs> and I'm just gonna sail out until a shark eats my ass like oh we should, make, we should probably name this uh, shark don't eat my ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know I don't know how that would ooh. yeah because I wouldn't want to leave you alone okay I would want to die but I wouldn't want to leave you alone because you'd be alone if we're suffering and we know we'll never get rescued Lindsay I feel like I'd eat you it's okay if you have to do what you gotta do I feel like you'd be frail. (laughs) You'd be so like, and I would be like very chewy. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, hey man, look, we, me and you, both hungry. We, you know, you ain't gonna get out of this shit. (laughs) So let me just eat your butt. Let me just kill your ass, and I can have you as my last supper. (laughs) Let me just get them. Let me just get them cheeks. I'm just gonna. Hey, that's a lot of meat. I've also talked about this, like, before. Like, if we were ever in a zombie apocalypse and you turned into a zombie or I turned into a zombie... You better fucking kill me. I don't think I would kill you. I think I'd keep you. Have you ever seen Shaun yes. of the Dead? And he keeps the guy. <laughs> oh, the no, guy. his mom. Is it his mom? No, he Which keeps one his... is the one where he keeps his mom? I think it's a Mexican uh, thing. Uh, there was a season I had watched. It was some guy. He's like Mexican, uh-huh. and his mom turned into a zombie. Uh-huh. And his friends like kept knocking at the door, and he was like, "No, no, I'm not." And you re- do you remember what I'm talking about? No, I don't no. remember what you're talking about. Fuck, but I, I remember Sean. <laughs> he kept <laughs> he kept his little friend in the oh in the garage, God, and they yes. would play they played video games together. Yes, dude, that would be your Bloody fucking ass hell, though, yeah. playing Call of Duty and shit. I w- <laughs> Still fucking people up on the headset. I love that. Being like, Wah. I love that. I feel like that, like that thing just oh, went. Excuse me. Like that. You know that is a portal. It's not a portal. It 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 opens up. It's a portal. It can become a portal. That sign, whatever that is, I forgot. That's um, the evil eye. The evil eye. Even though it's like for protection. Bitch, that, why did you give me this? That. Like a fish, what is it? I mean, a dream, a catcher. dream catcher. Yeah, I heard those are like dream catchers are portals. Dream or catchers that can be portals. My mother-in-law gave me that. It's okay. Nothing's happening. Nothing's here. I hope not. You just said somebody whispered in your fucking ear. They did. Stop it! I'm getting scared. But that always happens to me. That's true. Shit follows you. So it's not. She <sighs> she bought me that specifically because she was like, I want you to have something that's like for protection. For protection. You want to say? You got to Google it. Or yeah, look I'm it up. Have to. Look it up. Look if it up. I ever told my mother-in-law, hey, you gave me some portals, she'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but she also gave me those scary little girls. You see those pictures? Those? Yeah. Yeah. She gave me that. Can we have a day where we, like, finish decorating in this bitch? Yeah. There's, like, so much that can be done in here. I want to buy some more stuff. Yeah, I know. My sister was, like, asking me for my birthday. She's like, what do you want, on, what do you want for your birthday, like, for your podcast room? And I was like, well, here's my Amazon list. I know. Uh, we need to finish putting this stuff up. That way I know what I can get. Yeah. I just need to finish. I need to put my shelves up. Honestly, I really, 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 really want to do that. Yeah. So That'd bad. That'd be fun. I just don't know what to do. Decorating All right. day. Let's go back to the ghost ships. Okay. All right. So now we're going to go into a little bit future. Future-wise. Okay. Fast forward a little bit from Octavius. So this ship is called USS Salem. Um, so there are hundreds, if not thousands, of more ghost ships that we could talk about, but I kind of want to get into more 
quote-unquote modern times. I picked this one simply for her name. Uh, the USS Salem, or AKA Sea Witch, is currently located in Quincy Harbor in Boston, Massachusetts, which is why they call it the Sea Witch. Get it? Because it's in Boston? Yeah. It's in Massachusetts? Yeah. Yeah. So a little background on the ship. On Independence Day in 1949, the USS Salem became the last heavy cruiser to be laid down worldwide. She was commissioned by the U.S. Navy after World War II and is now the last one in existence. She began her journey from Boston's Navy shipyard in 1950 and sailed to Europe and onto many other countries for training. She returned to the U.S. to prepare to join the Atlantic Fleet in 1951, and then in March of 1951, she became a distinguished flagship U.S. fleet in the Mediterranean. So a flagship, in case you didn't know, is the ship that carries the commander of a fleet or subdivision of a fleet and flies the commander's flag. Another definition is the finest, largest, and most important one of the group of things, i.e. such as products, stores, etc. She would later return to the U.S. that fall. So she was a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Um, throughout her time, she sailed around a lot and was part of many important instances in the military, but was never used as a warship. She also became a movie star in 1956, and finally she came back home on July 4th, 1958 to be decommissioned. But retirement was not going to come easily. She was then sent back out into the Mediterranean and served as the flagship of the Second Fleet. On January 30th, 1959, she was finally decommissioned in Norfolk, and in October 1994, she arrived in Quincy Harbor, where she stayed. I forgot to mention that although the ship was, used as, uh, was not used as a warship, she did see death. In 1953, she used the, they used the USS Salem to rescue victims from the Greek earthquake, and hundreds of people were treated on board, but many perished on board as well. Which yeah. leads us to our hauntings. Many people report hearing footsteps in various areas, which is the most con- common experience. Voices can be heard all over the ship. Chairs have been pulled out and tossed across the room on occasion. Loud, unexplained banging noises. Latches have been slammed when no one is around. And the drill in the empty dentist's office has been heard turning on. Pete Blummer, a worker for the museum, said that he had his own paranormal experiences. A mysterious figure appeared before him down in one of the ship's dark hallways. It stared at him as it descended the staircase. Another report of hauntings is that of a woman screaming. A recording caught a woman screaming in the hospital's operating room. Her pleas to get it out were captured as an EVP. A mysterious figure has been witnessed roaming the machinery room. Unexplainable furniture moves about in empty rooms. Many claim that they have felt the presence of someone behind them, only to turn around and find no one there. The ship's head archivist, John Connor, who spends a lot of his time on the ship, has said that while he was walking around on one of the ship's sleeping quarters, a low-ceiling room with rows of stacked bunks mounted three apiece, he heard someone call out his name. He called back and looked around, but no one was there. He said, sometimes I'll hear footsteps in the other rooms, but I look and no one is here. I've heard it a few times. It doesn't bother me, but you get that feeling that there is someone watching you and you get chills up your spine. Oh, wow. So the ship's third ward, ward room or mess hall is said to have the most activity as it stands right above the makeshift morgue that once held 400 Greek casualties. This area reportedly houses a young Greek girl, a dark, taunting entity, and a violent hellhound with a heart-stopping growl. Ooh, also creepy. in the kitchen is said to be a cook 
who still maintains his station, and a man is said to drag and overturn chairs in the mess hall. Oh, I gave me goosebumps wow. for whatever reason. There's a presence of a man by the name of John who was found in the anchor when last room. John used to work maintenance before his death, and his ghost was the first USS Salem tour guide. He appeared to many visitors in full form. His presence was unknown until guests started praising the excellent tour guide. Little did they know, he was an undead tour guide. There's a couple of more key spirits that I'll mention. Uh, so this one is the Burning Man. He's believed to be an Ionian earthquake victim. The Burning Man has been described as a specter who smells like death. Tour guides often see him in the, in the room where the morgue once was, which is believed to be where he died. Uh, the Burning Man... Um, he wait. died in the morgue? Yeah, I guess. Fuck. Um, by the way, the number of fire-related deaths on the ship might explain the unexpected ash scent that hits the majority of the visitors to the ship. Hmm. Yeah. So there's also uh, the Living Doll Girls, which when I first saw this, I immediately thought of the song Living Dead Girl. No. By Rob Zombie? Uh-uh. You don't know Probably that song? heard it, but I don't yeah. remember this. Um... But these aren't some un, some, some sexy undead girls, and I hate myself for thinking that because they're kids. Uh, they're actually a pack of teenagers who love banging the freezer near the wardrobe pantry to freak the fuck out of visitors. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Then there's the Scratchers, who are supposed creatures that love to attack and claw the less fortunate visitors. Those are demons. And lastly, there's the Angry Sentinel who is a violent entity that is said to be aggressive if you disrespect the ship. What would be considered what would be considered disrespecting the ship? I have no clue, but I would be very careful when boarding this ship. I will say that Ghost Hunters did investigate the ship back in 2009 and were able to de- debunk some of the anomaly as abnormally high EMF electromagnetic field, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> which causes extreme paranoia and hallucinations. But... During the same investigation, they were able to catch some amazing EVPs, so I guess it can't all be chalked up to science. Yeah. Uh, the Greater Boston Paranormal Associates offer a five-hour paranormal investigation from 7 p.m. to 12 a.m. for $45 per person. Lindsay, would you want to go? Fuck it, I guess. I don't know about those scratchers, bro. Dude, I don't know. What does that mean when you're touched by one of those things? They scratch you. What does that mean for you? It attacks you. I feel like there's more to it than just scratching. Like, I feel like once you get touched by a bad soul, there's more to it. I don't know. That's just me. I'm getting to the end of this beer. I had finished mine a long time ago. Man, fuck you, bitch. I would be so down for this. I don't know about a five-hour paranormal investigation because I think that's just too long to be in there. That's fucking way too I would probably want to be in there for like an hour tops, maybe. Uh, but I would be really down for it. I would be down for it. But $45 a person for a five-hour tour, a paranormal and, investigation. And where is it at again? That's not bad. Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. Yeah. It's not bad, though. But mm, That isn't bad. I don't know. I can't. Oh, I hate things that, like, scratch you and, like, teenage girls. Ugh. And, like. I don't know. I don't know. What if something, like, comes back with you? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk it. I wouldn't risk it for this biscuit. Yeah. Dude, do you know what my fucking assistant principal does now? What? She likes to stand at my fucking window to my classroom and just stare at me. 
Because I told her that I'm like really freaked out about people like standing in the windows and shit. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, this today yeah. I was doing training in my office all day. Yeah. So I'm sitting there on the fucking computer and all of I hear, all of a sudden I hear is, and like I look and I'm like the, this bitch is like standing like this. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you fucking weirdo. I love uh, that. She's like, I was standing there for a pretty long time too. And I'm like, wow. Could have gotten shot and killed. Ew. Just yeah. think, oh, something could have been watching me like that whole time. I had no idea. Ooh. Dude, I think the high school is haunted. Like Dude, no that joke. Shit's old as fuck. 1930s. Pretty sure. The, the main building is 1930s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell. And I had to go upstairs old. to, um, okay, so you know how there's an auditorium? You ever been in high school? Cause, no. No? I haven't been in the high school. Do I'll have to take you one day. There's, like, the auditorium, and then on top, there's, like, the, you know, where they have, like, the projector and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and, like, you know. Um, I had to go up there one day to go help one of the secretary ladies, like, take stuff up there. And I like was, like. Like a theater thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bro, I got some gnarly ass fucking feelings, dude. Like, I got so weird. It just felt like something was in there. And it's like this big, yeah. like, attic type thing. And it's just like, oh, man. Yeah. I know if I spent the night there, you'd be hearing some shit. Hearing Fuck some shit. Yeah. They told me that the intermediate's haunted, too. Someone told me the intermediate's really? haunted. Well, the intermediate's old as fuck, too. Ooh. I mean, it's been, it's, it used to be called Asbury. That's the one over there by Deer Tree, right? No. Or is that the annex? That's the am- primary. Primary. No, the one intermediate is what I'm talking about. It's on the other side. Over there by uh, the park. Dunn Street. Yes, by Dunn Street, yeah. I don't know. I heard some or crazy Aubrey. stories there. Aubrey Street. And then that's where that kid took his life, too. Did you ever hear about that? That kid. That one kid who hung himself on the playground. <gasps> you hear about what? that? What? I never heard about that, did yeah, I? Yeah, that's a long time ago. Maybe I did. A lot of people talk about it. Ooh, yeah. Bad yeah. Yep. Anyways, all right. Let's carry on. Okay. You want another drink? Sure. You put your fucking tea in there. Why would you put your tea in there? I felt a little fancy. Fancy, fancy. Yes, it is a five dollar eighty second eighty cent can of beer. So I expect ten dollars when you leave here today. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'll cash up you. <laughs> I'll cash up you. No, don't worry about it. I can give you the specifics of it. I can't believe you're drinking tea out of my uh, fancy Baba beer glass. I'm just kidding. I don't care. Mm. All right. So, let me see. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Whoa. So, we have... What color is this? It's probably... Pink. It's cherry. Like a cherry. Um, froth. No, I think it's a Baba edition, maybe. Oh no, it's a fruity sour. It's banana, black currant, blueberry, and pistachio. Whoa! I can taste the banana. Good shit, good shit. Wow. This is why Baba is my favorite beer in the whole world because it doesn't taste. Um, I mean, Sarah always talks shit. She's like, it's not beer because it doesn't taste like beer. No, no, no. It is beer. It's processed like how you would process beer. It's just different. Um, Baba, please um, sponsor us. Please sponsor. Uh, send us massive amount of beer. 
so we can drink it while we podcast because this is amazing and you can get drunk on this real quick bro really there are people <laughs> there are people at this at that brewery thing or whatever they were drunk as fuck what the heck like drunk bro and then my brother uh told because they had a dj like a full-on fucking dj they had like food trucks over there like it was like a full-on like party and he told the dj that it was my birthday and so he was like like all of a sudden the dj's like oh i want to give a shout out to sarah from her brother robert it's her birthday uh she's also a cop so he told me to play this song i don't know why and it's like fuck the police (laughs) and then my brother like literally had just come back from the bathroom and it was still playing he's like no 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 he just kind of like laughed about it and i was like you jerk it was funny though and then, but it was, like, kind of cool because everybody was like, whoa. That's like, yeah. awesome. And I was already feeling a little litty, so I was like, yeah. And then we got to meet the owner of Baba, which he was really super nice. And um, awesome. It's like meeting God. I was kidding. <laughs> Shut up. My oh brother my loves Baba probably more than I do because they, like, do a lot of really hazy IPAs, and he loves that shit. And their 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 IPAs are bomb as fuck, um, fuck. yeah. But he was like, "Dude, thank you," you know. And he was telling the guy like, "It's my sister's birthday today," and all this kind of shit. It's a fucking smoothie, bro. Are you feel? Are you, I can taste the pistachio. Can you really? Yes. Wow. Oh my god, I want a pistachio um ice cream now. Have you had that before? Mm mm. I've never had pistachio. The pistachio ice cream, ice cream is. It's only 10, 15. Right? I'm usually out of here at like 10, 30 because you're all. <laughs> Bitch, you too, you lying ass. Don't even. Oh, you ho. Your eyes are all bloodshot red and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not me. It's you, you ho. You're always like. <gasps> fucking yawning and shit. I yawn every time. Like if I'm just sitting still, I'm yawning. I can't help it. I'm not moving. If you ain't moving, you ain't grooving. I'm just... Damn, this blue light's bright. Bright as shit. Alright, let's bring it back down to the red room. Okay. So, up next, USS Lexington. We got the Blue Ghost. Do you know where this ship is at? It's in Corpus. It is in Corpus Christi. Girl, I think everybody's been to a field trip to that damn ship. I think so, too. (laughs) Uh, That and the San Jacinto Monument... (laughs) Uh, Okay, so for this ship, we're going back to Texas, Corpus Christi, Texas, to be more specific. You were right on the nail. This is a ship that we used to go for our class field trips, and I always always love climbing up and down the stairs and seeing the inside, because I I don't know what it is about ships like that. Like, I fucking love it. Like, to be in there, I actually wanted to be a part of the Navy. I think that probably Mm would have been the best thing for me, but I'm fat, so... <clears throat> so this is the u.s lexington aka the blue ghost so the lexington has been docked to corpus uh, docked in corpus christi since 1992 uh it's an essex class aircraft carrier that was built during world war ii for the u.s navy and is the fifth u.s navy ship to bear the name in honor of the revolutionary war battle of lexington this ship was a recipient of 11 battle stars and the presidential unit citation, which is a pretty fucking big deal. I can't go into specifics, but that's a pretty great honor. 
The Lexington was commissioned in February of 1943 and saw extensive service through the Pacific War and was also a flagship. The Blue Ghost was decommissioned and then reactivated in the early 1950s and was reclassified as an attack carrier. Mm -hmm. Then it was reclassified as an anti-submarine carrier, which FYI, an anti-submarine warfare or ASW or in an older form, AS, is a branch of underwater warfare that uses surface warships, aircraft, submarines, or other platforms to find, track, and deter damage and or destroy enemy submarines. So they're there to fuck up some submarines, ma'am. So after training maneuvers and a shakedown cruise, the carrier joined the 5th Fleet at Pearl Harbor. The fleet was established on April 26, 1994, which was yesterday. That's crazy. And was the central... Pacific Force. During World War II, the carrier participated in nearly every major operation in the Pacific Theater and spent a total of 21 months in combat. Her planes destroyed 372 enemy aircraft in the air and 475 more on the ground. She sank or destroyed 300,000 tons of enemy cargo and damaged an additional 600,000 tons. So this bitch did some damage. The ship's guns shot down 15 planes and assisted in downing five more, according to the museum's site. That's badass. Mm-hmm. Mm. You definitely can't taste the pistachio in this one. Right? Delicious. Um, the ship spent time afterwards in Pensacola, Florida as a training carrier and then finally decommissioned in 1991. One of the carrier's first casualties was a man by the name of Niall Kinnick. In 1943, Kinnick and other naval flyers were conducting flights off her deck. The Grumman F-4F Wildcat flown by Kinnick developed a serious oil leak while airborne, but the plane could have returned to the Lexington. The plane and Kinnick crashed into the sea about four miles from the carrier. Neither Kinnick nor his plane were ever found. Wow. Fast forward to today, and Charles, a.k.a. Rusty Rustel, director of... Operations and exhibits told callertimes.com. I've always been a skeptic, but there's some things I've seen that you can't explain. One instance Rusty gave was I always use a ballpoint pen, and over the course of a few weeks, I lost about six pen caps off my desk. The day I lost the six pen cap, I turned over my office looking for them. My office was spotless by the time I was through, and I never found them. It wasn't until I returned to my office the next morning that I found all six pen caps laying side by side right in front of my computer keyboard creepy some fucking kleptomaniac ghost uh bill miller a volunteer and paranormal tour guide believes that what is being witnessed at night are sailors running for cover over a torpedo attack that hit the ship in hangar bay three he said they're constantly doing the same thing over and over again maintaining the ship this was their home and they want don't want to go anywhere else so people are seeing sailors running around Mm -hmm. at night and that's the reason why so fun fact in 1980 the lexington became the first aircraft carrier in u.s navy history to have women stationed aboard as crew members so there's a ghost by the name of charlie who resides in one of the engine rooms Uh, many tourists have complimented on the wonderful tour guide while in engine room number two Uh, he's dressed in a full navy uniform but there are no tour guides on the ship what is up with these fucking Navy dudes, what like, just fuck? becoming tour guides? Like, who would have hmm. thought a fucking ghost? Like, I mean, there's... That's not the first ghost we talked about yeah. who's been a tour guide. Why? I don't know. Why? I mean, do you have nothing else better to do in your afterlife? 
No. <laughs> I mean, you could find the light. Shit. True that. I don't know. So, uh, at one point, a storm occurred in the area where this haunted ship is stationed, and an employee stated that he could hear screams. Wow. As lightning flashed across the sky, he was able to capture a visual of several men running across the deck area. So, one married couple reported seeing a dark-haired man wearing dungarees and a denim work shirt jump to the deck below. There is no one, no one there when the couple ran down to see if the man was injured. This was definitely not Charlie who had light hair. So two museum staffers reported walking out of their office and seeing a man in Japanese pilot uniform and a U.S. sailor in the hallway. The two disappeared as the staffers moved closer. A woman claims that while on the bridge, she saw a terrifying ghost with no eyes and scars on its face that lunged at her. There have also been reports of smelling food while going through the kitchen or hearing noises and screams while passing through an area where soldiers had died. Hmm. So tourists interested in participating in the ghost tour can contact the sales office to schedule their arrival time after 5 p.m. The cost is $50 and participants must be 18 years or older. Um, so a group of eight people can investigate the ship and you can do whatever you want. Basically use whatever equipment you want. Um... So they actually have uh, a ship investigator, a paranormal investigator that will follow you and help you through your investigation or whatever. So hmm. what do you think? It's awesome. That is the Lexington. It's badass. I did not realize I didn't, it was that haunted. I didn't realize the history of it because when you go over there, you don't fucking pay attention. You're mm-hmm. bullshitting with your friends and ooh, acting stupid. Acting like a dummy. That's awesome. She's a pretty badass ship. That's fucking badass. See, that one we can actually go to. Yeah. And we should probably go. We should go. go. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. What? Now that I know all these ghosties are in there, I don't know if I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see no dude with no eyeballs and shit. Why not? Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Call me when you want. Call me when you want. Call me in the morning, I'll be on the way. <laughs> Call me, ba- That's what I'm thinking for some reason. Call me by <laughs> name. Oh, excuse me. Um, Guys, if I burp a lot, it's because I fucking drink every time I come here. And I'm all... Like burping a man. shit. Like a freaking man. And I'm so sorry. That's the biggest If balls. you hear it and are disgusted by it. I know, and I can't even... I can't even get rid of it. Can't even cut it out. Yeah. Can't even cut it out. Oh, it's just there. I'm it's so okay. sorry. I'm. I feel like it's been a while since I've read, um, an episode before, like lately. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, mm, talking over myself and like walking over my words, and I feel like a dummy. Aww. So forget me if I sound stupid. <laughs> when when was the last time we did an episode? Two. Definitely three weeks not ago. last week. Four yeah. weeks. No, it's been three, two weeks. It was the week before this past one. I don't know. I can't remember. It was too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. All right. So are you ready for our last and final one? Yes. And this one's kind of pretty long. Okay. Okay. So this one is called the Queen Mary. I thought we did one on the Queen Mary already. No. Yes, we did. No, we haven't. We haven't. I thought we that did. That must be some other hoe because it wasn't me. No, we didn't. Girl, I swear we did. The Queen Mary. Yeah. Or was that something Elizabeth? Elizabeth? No. I don't know. I don't think we've, we've not done anything that's similar to this. Okay. 
Actually, I kind of felt like you. I felt like we kind of did this episode already. We did. Did we? I believe we talked about that. I don't remember. We must be really drunk. <laughs> Bro, imagine us being that drunk. Fuck it. I don't know. All right. Let's do it. Let's refresh my memory. Refresh your memory. So now we're on to our last ship, which is actually the most haunted ship in America. Okay. The RMS Queen Mary. The Queen Mary is a retired British ship liner and sailed primarily on the North Atlantic Ocean from 1936 to 1967 for the Cunard White Star Line and built by John Brown and Company in Clyde Bank, Scotland. The Queen Mary sailed her her maiden voyage on May 27, 1936. So due to World War II, the ship was converted into a troop ship and ferried Allied soldiers. The ship carried some 2.2 million passengers in peacetime and 810,000 million during World War II. That's a lot of fucking people, Damn. dude. I feel like that's not even... Do we have that many people on Earth? <laughs> Bitch. I just feel like that's a large, like a large number. Yeah. 810 million? That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Um, the Queen Mary has been outfitted with 24 Yarrow boilers and four boiler rooms with four Parsons turbines and two engine rooms. The boilers delivered 400 pounds per square inch steam at 700 degrees Fahrenheit, which provided a max of 212,000 SHP to four propellers, each turning at 200 RPM. I don't know what the fuck any of that means. Sounds good. I feel like she's kind of going kind of fast, but I don't know. Um, now, and I, I even fucking said that in my thing. I said, I have no idea what I just said, but it sounds like the ship is a lot of fucking power in it. <laughs> so the ship officially retired in 1967, where it left Southampton, England on October 31st, 1967, and ended in Long Beach, California, where she made her home. Let's keep moving on. Uh, okay, so hauntings. Notoriously, the most haunted room on the ship is B340. Dude, we did talk about this. We did talk about this. Where the fuck is that episode then? I don't remember, but I remember us talking about this. Yeah, yeah. So in 1948, a British third-class passenger, Walter J. Adamson, died in the room. Details of the death are unknown. So in, in 1966, a woman staying in the room reported that she had woken up when the covers were pulled off of her and she saw a man standing at the foot of her bed. She screamed and rang for a steward, but the man mysteriously disappeared into thin air. Years later, guests staying in the room in the room have reported hearing someone knocking on the door in the middle of the night and seeing bathroom lights mysteriously turned on by themselves. <laughs> so the hotel's maid claimed that they have found the bathroom water running when no one had been staying in the room for days. One maid even reported that the bed covers were pulled off right after she had put them on. This dude must have some kind of fetish with bed covers or something because he keeps messing with them (laughs) (laughs) the room had been closed off for guest use for years but just recently opened its doors so the maritani i don't know how the fuck to say this the maritani mood maritani room in 1989 two maids were sent to clean this lounge when they entered the room they found a passenger sitting on a chair in the middle of the dance floor who didn't say a word a third woman came to help, and she remarked that the passenger was just staring and had asked her to move. The passenger did not move, so the employees began to call for security, and then when they turned around, the passenger faded right in front of them. 
We have the Mayfair Room. The Mayfair Room was once the beauty salon, but is now used as offices. In 2001, a member of accounting came to work early, like 5.30 a.m. early, and when they entered their room, they felt something was really off. She sat at her desk and noticed that it felt eerily cold, but she ignored it and began working. Later, she felt someone brush up against the back of her chair, but no one was there. A min- minutes after that, the woman saw a transparent figure in, wa- in white walk across the room and pass through the door. Let's just say she didn't stay in that office much longer. Which, fuck that shit. Yeah. Why the fuck are you coming into work early anyways? That's what you get. That's what you yeah. get. <laughs> you don't be, don't be coming in early. Uh, it's like a fruit explosion in my mouth. Feels healthy. Feels healthy. It feels healthy. <laughs> Oh, fuck. It does feel healthy. Healthy? <laughs> it feels healthy. Okay. So we have the first class swimming pool. Uh, this now abound- abandoned pool on board was once the epitome of luxury. The pool is no longer in use, but people have reported seeing a young woman in a tennis skirt walking down the stairs and disappearing behind a pillar. They seen- they've seen a woman in an old wedding gown who has been seen sitting next to a pool with a little boy in a suit. And a cloud of smoke has been seen to appear out of nowhere, along with the little girl in blue and white dress who disappears. First off, kid ghosts are fucking freaky. It's a goddamn demon. In the second class pool room, the spirit of another little girl by the name of Jackie is often seen and heard. Allegedly, the unfortunate girl drowned in the pool during the ship's sailing days and reputedly refused to move on as her voice, as well as the sounds of laughter have been captured here. Imagine just like walking Book. down a hallway yeah. and you hear a little little girl go, hee hee hee. Oh. Ugh. Fuck that. Freaking sick. <laughs> vomit. <laughs> no, vomit. Ugh. <laughs> ugly. Uh, so just like little Jackie, John Henry has a sad story of his own that has inspired ghost hunters to try to reconnect with the spirit. Henry worked in the boiler room and it... It was here that his remains were found. Ghost hunters report seeing Henry's shadowy figure lurking between the boiler room and the green room. Some even claim to have spoken with Henry, who sometimes audibly responds to questions about beer. Who's this? Is that me? Is this me now? (laughs) For real. (laughs) And it's just like, I hate IPAs. This tastes like shit. IPAs are sick, dude. They're fucking gross. How the hell do people drink that? I told my brother that I was like, "Why do you like drinking IPAs? It's like, it's, it's like, like weed. Drinking throw up. No, it reminds me of weed. To me. And he's like, that's the reason. I'm like, shut the fuck up. No, it tastes like throw up to me. It tastes like flowers. Like you're. We got gulping. the different taste buds, yeah, I, guess, I guess, so. guess. But oh man, mine tastes it is like not throw good. Up. Tastes like shit. Uh, so yet more odd occurrences have been made in a number of first class staterooms. Here, reports have been made of a tall, dark-haired man appearing in the 1930s-style suit, as well as water running and lights turning on in the middle of the night and phones ringing in the early morning hours with no one on the other end of the line. That just makes me think of that one scary movie where he's like, they call him, he's like, what's up? <laughs> and he's like, what's up? What's up? He's like, what you doing? Chilling. Killing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, we gotta watch that again. Um, in the third class children's playroom, a baby's cry 
has often been heard, which is thought to be the infant boy who died shortly after his death. Mm. That's really sad. Then there's Grumpy, who is arguably one of Queen Mary's most memorable ghosts, and also known as the Grumpy Gout, the as Grumpy the Growling Ghost. This spirit, whose actual identity is not known, is especially especially memorable because he tends to growl at visitors. Grumpy is said to lurk. Oh, it gives me goosebumps. Huh. Uh, Grumpy is said to lurk in a room under the stairs near the, the first class swimming pool, and sometimes he joins John Henry in the boiler room. First off, okay, Harry Potter. Listen here. <laughs> Listen here, you fucking wizard. <laughs> Listen here, you fucking warlock. <laughs> Seriously, what the hell? That's weird. What kind of Harry Potter bullshit is this? <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, like the that. fact that he's staying underneath the stairs just creeps me out. Uh. Creeps me out. All right, all right, all right. Things that look at, look at you through the window. Uh-huh. Things that growl at you. Things that scratch you. And things that hide underneath... Fuck that. Like, things that hide underneath things. And then if he doesn't like, he goes... Stop! I can't do a growl. Can you do a growl? (laughs) 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 Meow. Imagine, like, how creepy would that be, though? (laughs) If you're, like, walking past a a stair and you hear... Bitch. No, you know when it's a human saying meow, though. Ow. Ooh. Fucking August. <laughs> Swatting in your ankles. Oh, little ass. He's mean to me. Don't you talk bad about my son like that. I love him, but he's mean to me. It's just because of... It's I out of love. He, I know. It's just because I pet him too much. Cats he's like, me. like that. He's like me, though. I like he, a little bit of um attention, but don't give me too much. Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, man, get the fuck off me. Yeah, I don't know. Sarah says I'm a cat, which makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, Okay, so Captain John Treasure Jones was the last captain of the active Queen Mary, sailing the ship from 1965 to 1967, and he was captaining her final voyage voyage from Southampton to Long Beach. This earned him some serious credit in the maritime community, transforming him into a media figure following the vessel's retirement. He died at age 87 in 1993, and Jones is well-known on the ship for his affinity for cigars. And visitors sometimes still, sometimes still report smelling cigar in the captain's quarters. <clears throat> Legend has it that someone murdered a young woman named Diana and her family on the room, in room B-474. The killer strangled Diana's little sister and mother on the bed and then shot Oh, it's Dana, not Diana. Shot Dana to death in the bathroom. Dana's spirit can be found lurking with the other ghostly children in the second time class pool. A second class pool and sometimes joins Grumpy and John Henry in the boiler room. Fuck. Oh, they go on play I can't shit. handle it. They go on Why play are they days? all getting together? <laughs> what is this? Is this a fucking rave party for ghosts or something? Why are they all going to the boiler room? And these pools. Ghost meeting. I do love the name John Henry. Mm-hmm. It's better than John Paul. I like the name Henry. But, uh, Paul. Mm-hmm. That was my baby. 
freaking asshole. Let's not talk about him. He's living a good life right now. He's living it up. He's probably a fat little sausage right now. All right. So hatch door number 13. This hatch door is known as Shaft Alley. Hey. And was the site of one of the most gruesome deaths on board. One night in 1966, the watertight doors in the engine and boiler rooms were ordered to be closed. Five minutes later, an 18-year-old crew member from Yorkshire, Yorkshire was found crushed in the door of hatch number 13, trapped with his arms pinned to his side. He was freed and transported to the hospital, but it was too late. He showed signs of crushed arms, chest, and pelvis, as well as bleeding from the nose. Now people report the sound of someone running behind them and whistling. Others notice grease-like fingerprints on their face, which, by the way, how the fuck are you not feeling somebody touching your face? Your face? Like, know. how are you looking in the mirror and all of a sudden you're like, hey, where the fuck is that grease coming from? What the fuck? Yeah, that's true. Uh, some have seen a bearded man in overalls out of the corner of their eyes, and others see an engineer wandering the hallways asking guests if they've seen his wrench. Okay. Bob the Builder. All right, Bob the Builder. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, no, you're not, you're not. (laughs) Bob the Builder, can we fix it? Yes, we can. Bob the Builder, yes, we can. I love that. He's going to come back and get you now. I know. You're talking shit about him. So this is an experience. It was their wedding night when they checked into the Queen Mary. After a long day of dancing, eating, and mingling with their loved ones, the couple checked into their hotel room to get the, the fuck on. They grabbed drinks, watched fireworks from the ship, and quickly fell asleep after having it all night long. That's beautiful. <laughs> but, their, <laughs> but their romantic evening quickly turned into an otherworldly encounter when an unexpected, undead visitor walked or floated into their room unannounced and was jerking off. <laughs> Damn, they got a show all night. They got a show all night. He said, don't stop now. Dang. I got forever. That's awesome. Shortly after midnight, they were jolted awake and were met by a tall, ghostly-looking sailor loitering near the locked door of the joint room. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, fierce, like, hard, like, just fast, aggressively. (laughs) He stared at the couple, but wasn't threatening, they said. Loud music and party chatter was heard in the next room over... As a dull yellow light illuminated the figure, he turned around and left without a word. It was as if the sailor had too much to drink and accidentally gone into the wrong room. They said even though they were sure the adjoining door was locked, but about an hour later he returned. This time the couple shouted at him to get out and stay out, who had the nerve to enter the wrong room twice. The next morning the newlyweds told the front desk about their unexpected visitor, and they said, I'm sorry, sir, that's not possible. The adjoining door in your room was bolted shut years ago and can't be opened. Ooh. The front desk clerk was like, plus, that room was vacant last night. Wow. How dare that ghost? Fuck, that's scary. It came in twice. Was like, hey. And he's like, mm-mm, hey. You show me, I'll show your. Oh, wait, huh? I'll show mine if you show. Just delete that. Touch my oh, dick. Edit that out. Edit that out. Touch my dick. You know what the fuck I mean. <laughs> Touch it. It's Touch been. A, it's been two hundred years. <laughs> it's been two hundred years. Oh, someone's looking at my pee pee. Uh, Look at it. 
my ghostly semen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So, you can take a tour on the Queen Mary called Haunted Encounters, which is only done in the daytime. But currently, I'm guessing this is because of COVID, there are no tickets available. But you can specifically reserve room B340, and it comes with a special surprise. A chest that supplies you with a Ouija board, tarot cards, and a crystal ball in order to amplify your haunting experience. And it's only $499 per night. Oh. I'll leave you with this little tidbit. The Queen Mary is said to have as many as 150 known ghosts on the ship, and over the past 60 years has been the site of 49 known deaths. Would you stay the night on the Queen Mary? Fuck no. First no. off, $499, that's steep as fuck. That's a lot. That's a lot of fucking money. And then they're going to put tarot cards and Ouija boards and all that shit added in there. And then, okay, so like. I, I mean, I understand if you're like into that. Cool. I'm pretty well, sure that's the reason why they go for that room. Anybody who's yeah. going to go for that room, I'm pretty sure they would only give that room to you if you knew what was going on. Yeah. Um. So, you know, my gut, my girls, and that's why we drink. Uh-huh. Okay, so they actually went to the Queen Mary. Okay. Um, M, Eva, and Christine. And they got to stay in one of the rooms. And they were having, like, crazy shit going on, dude. Like, a lot of experiences. Like, just through their one night of staying there. And I'm just like, nah, bro. You're going to bring something back with you. Anywhere you go on an investigation, <clears throat> you're going to And gonna, the more that Ouija board is used, more things are going to come in. Ouija board, tarot cards, whatever. I've been watching, like... These, like, paranormal shows, and there's, like, this one, and they were, like, talking... It was about talking about this, the Ouija board, and they brought in, like, a Ouija board master or something. And he was like, Ouija boards aren't bad. You just gotta know how you're... How you use it and stuff like that. And I'm just like... "Mm." He was white, right? He was white as fuck. (laughs) He had, like, Ouija boards all over his back of of his walls and shit like that. I'm like, of course some white man would do that. Uh, some people get blessed enough, you know, not to have, like, creepy shit follow them or anything, and I don't know, some people. Your ass would be the unlucky one who gets the scratchers to follow you home. Seriously. I mean, we had that guy following you home. Dude, yeah, that guy did follow me home. I don't know what the fuck he wanted. I don't know if he was trying to scare me. I think But it was I feel just like... the intent was trying to scare me because when he came in, I was like, dude, there's something fucking staring at me to my friend. Mm-hmm. Didn't pay it no mind. I was trying to get a Warzone win. And I felt impatience. Like, uh, pay, pay attention, attention to me. me. What the fuck? Uh, what here. the fuck, Lindsay? And then overwhelmed with sadness. Well, he had like two hookers in there with him. So I was trying to like so, show you his ghost pee-pee. Probably. I tell you. I didn't pay him attention. And then he got impatient again. And then he fucking took off. See, I think that's what it is. I think they sense that... You have that sort of sensitivity to you, and they're just like, I just want somebody to recognize me. Yeah. I feel like this girl can, and I just need her. I need her to pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think it's, I think that that's what that is. Because there was, de- okay, nothing happened on the second floor, but the second floor was the fucking most crazy. Like, that's where we felt something. Or was it third the third floor. floor? Third floor. Third floor. Yeah. Nothing happened up there, but that was the fucking, that was horrible. That was the craziest experience I've ever had in my entire like life. I that again. Yeah. I felt sick. Ugly. 
and uh, I don't know. Honestly, I bet you when we left that day, that morning, when we left that morning, I bet and I bet everything was amplified. I bet you a lot of shit happened on that floor. Probably. I bet you there was like, because it was draining your energy from you, mm-hmm. literally, literally taking everything it could from you so we can amp up, yeah. so we can get stronger and do more shit. I did not feel good. That's crazy to think. Right? Yeah. But. So, I don't know. All right. Something like would follow me though. Like, if I went somewhere fucking haunted, I'm pretty sure something would follow me. You'd be the unlucky person to have that happen to you. You wanna hear something funny? Hmm. I'm on Witch Talk and there's these numbers, they're like lucky numbers. Hmm. And you have to write them on your wrist. Well, everybody's like posting write these numbers on your wrist and one's for money, one's for love, one's for health. Like I did the money one. Did I get in? No, I ain't got no money. The, all these people were like, literally within hours, I received this amount of money. And this other person was like, I received all my money that was owed to me from like this, that happened. Bro, it's TikTok. What'd you expect? I know. And now. I fucking wrote it on my wrist like a dumb bitch. Well, hey, look, you tried. You were trying. But that, oh, that's the last time I do that. <laughs> You didn't want to Because do that. I think, because you have to, like, be really into it. And I was like, I'm just going to write these numbers. I mean, I wasn't really into it. Like, I think you have to have good intentions and you have to really fucking believe in it. And I really didn't, so. So you just have numbers written on your fucking wrist. Yeah. Like a dummy. This was yesterday. <laughs> and it wouldn't come off. What did you write it with, a permanent marker? I, like, wrote it thick as fuck with pen. Damn, you really wanted that money. Yeah. It was like hard. That's what she said. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of off. It's just kind of, you can barely see it, but still. I still have your bracelet you gave me. I cannot find my bracelets. They want you to have that negativity. I gave one to you and Lupita, and, but not, I gave her like a Morse code one. I can't find that one either. Damn. I don't know. All right, well, that's uh, Possessed Possessions Gold. Gold, gold ships. Bitch. Ghost Ships. Ghost Ships. Volume four. four. Have you ever seen that movie, Ghost Ship? Yes, that was a good-ass movie. I have that movie. That's one of my favorite. Badass movie. One of my favorite. Hell yeah. Movie. That's where they had that Mud Vein song on there. You know mm. that? I haven't watched it in years. I'm falling they play it on the on the like radio all the time. Oh, I don't listen to the radio. Oh, okay, whatever. You listen to Pandora. I listen to Spotify. You listen to Spotify? You put me on Spotify that I... freaking weekend. We went to, um, to Waco. Mm. Now I'm subscribed. I have a subscription, and I like don't have any commercials or anything like that. So see. See, and you're just like, oh, no, dude, I love my Pandora. Bitch, I fuck do. you, Pandora. I do love Pandora. I actually could have, uh, should have done that with my Pandora, because they have that, too. Whatever. But I just got it for Spotify and whatever, because we have the podcast stuff and on there. So I was like, I just might as well have all that together. So I know. Podcasts. Now I don't listen to Pandora anymore. Good. You shouldn't. Yeah. All right, everybody. So that is our episode for tonight. That is our episode. 
Lindsay, where can they find us? You can find us on Instagram at ghost, D-E-M-A, and catch us on our email at ghost.demyass at gmail.com. Yes, ma'am. Tell us, send us stories. We need stories. stories. I would like to have some more personal stories. I think that'd be a lot of fun. that'd be awesome. Um... I do still have some Yoakum stories that I've kind of been holding on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to make a whole episode of it, and yeah, I haven't been able to get like a whole episode worth of stories. So yeah. um, I'm continually working on it. So my Yoakumites, let's get together, send us some ghost stories, give us some creepy shit. We really need For it. Sure. Um, and that'll, that'll be it. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, so we're out of here. Stay spooky. Live the spooky life. Enjoy the spooky life. <laughs> spooky later. And we will spook you later. Bye.